Coffee World, what we can do. We never stop learning. Welcome everyone to another segment of Rita's World. Uh, I'm so excited today because I have two guests. One, I'll, I'll talk about my little goldfish. But the first guest I want to introduce you, he is a filmmaker, a writer, producer, and entrepreneur. And his name is Glenn Dunsweiler. There you go. Dun Glenn came into my life four years ago. I have a big house, and I'm on all alone. My husband has passed. My son and everybody have their own homes. Years ago, I said, I don't want to live all alone in this big house. Why don't I rent a room here and there? And I did. I put an ad in, and Glenn applied. Didn't you, Glenn? Yeah. Absolutely. Because Glenn was going through a divorce and he needed a, a little home place and he met me and we got along and he's been with me for four years. Yeah, and my ex-wife actually found the place for me. Great. Yeah. So that works out because yeah. you're still friends. They're still yeah. friends. Yeah. And the thing is, we'd sit out in the backyard underneath the great orange tree and we'd talk and I said, you know, Glenn... Someday I want, I dreamed all my life of doing a TV show. I want to inspire people because so many people have inspired me and I've learned from everybody. If I can inspire others, that's what I want to do. And you said, hmm, that sounds like a good idea. After we'd known each other, he said, we'll call it Rita's World. I said, oh, okay. And you named the show. But it's been fun. And it's what, it's called impromptu. A lot of people have to have a script and everything, but that's too much for me. I come from, what, the dinosaur age or whatever. I come from, I like to be free and just talk and, and interview people and what will be will be. So sure. we're going to talk about, but first I want to show people the book. He wrote a book, The Things I've Learned from the Homeless. Now I've written two books. Yes, now he's written two books. And what's the other book's name? It's called A Degree in Homelessness, Entrepreneurial Skills for Students. Wow, for students, see? Yeah. And so, in other words, I heard of the lady who is helping edit your, your book. Her son is in college, and she said, yeah, could was, I send that book to him? Yeah, that was a great compliment when my editor said, this is really valuable and I have a son in college that doesn't quite know what he's going to do after graduation. Would you mind if I sent this to him? Right. And uh, It was, was just it. a manuscript. It wasn't yeah, even in book yeah, form yet. Yeah. Good. Yeah, exactly. Hugely, it, it, it validated my work. Of right? course it did. It, it really made me know that I was on the right track. Right. Right. Yeah. So, well, when you wrote your first, first book, I've yeah. read it. Yeah. It's very interesting. Very hard, you know, situations for people. Sure, sure, because it's you, all about homeless people. Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell us some, what, uh, what gave yeah. you this idea to do all this and everything. Yeah, the, the book was um, uh, an addendum to the, the documentary I made. I, I made a documentary in 2010. Uh, called Why Homeless? Oh, Why Are People Homeless? And okay. I went all around the country. You did? And wow. I interviewed homeless people and homeless service providers. And 
I lived in my car while I did it to give oh. people a taste of what it was like to become homeless. <laughs> so you get to see me kind of devolve into what a, 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 a taste of what a homeless person has to deal with day to day. And then I released that documentary and I came to Los Angeles with that documentary and I, I secured distribution for that documentary. It's on Amazon, by the way. Oh, good, good, <laughs> uh, okay. And then I was talking to a promotion company and I said, what, how, how can I continue best, how can I best continue my work? And they said, well, you should probably write a book on something that you're known for. And I said, well, if I'm known for anything, I'm known for this documentary. Yeah. So then I wrote Things I've Learned from the Homeless because every time someone saw the documentary and talked to me, they'd say, well, why doesn't he just get a lawnmower and mow lawns? Well, there's or why doesn't yeah, sure. you know, or why why do they throw the fish sandwich back at me that I gave them? And uh -huh. you know, and then there was all these 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 hard questions to answer very briefly. So I wrote this book to answer all of those questions. Why right. do poor people have so many kids? Why right. you know what why do why why do people not have families that okay. take care of them? Why, why is it so hard to get a job? Why, why do people go to the bathroom on the street? Yeah, you know, yeah. yes, things yeah. like that. Yeah. You, all, right. all of these these really difficult questions where I just said, well, let's lay it out. Let's let's dive in. And and I also was really inspired by homeless people Good. because. When you have taken away everything and you have nothing, you start to really, if you survive through homelessness, if you pull yourself out, right. you really recognize what's important to you. And oh. I think the housed community sometimes gets away from that. They get far removed from what's really important to them. And they get into the hustle of the day to day and I've got the job and I've got the kids and I've got the car payment sure. and I've got, and you just start. You, you don't pay attention to what's really important and you kind of lose yourself. And I found that becoming homeless uh, for, for some of people really became this life-changing point where they had to address all of that stuff and they had to really figure out what was important in life. And so I found a, a, a bunch of philosophers and a bunch of people that have really thought about life because they had all the rest of that uh, the accoutrement taken away from them True. or they lost it or whatever it was uh, obviously you find people with bad habits mm -hmm. and lots of bad habits and poverty and we talk about that as well mm -hmm. but like drugs I, and drinking yeah and drugs whatever. and drinking and never doing anything and not being able to see your life past the day in front of you right those you know? people and, as far as I'm concerned were not very happy with themselves were they well, it's not about depression is is a part of homelessness. Whether you were depressed, so then you lost your job and became homeless, or you lost your job, became depressed, then became homeless, and then became more depressed, right? And then maybe got into drugs because you're looking for some kind of good feeling. Wow! Right? It, it depression is is a part of and how all would, of that homelessness. Did they thing. steal to have money to buy these things? How did, or did they just beg to um, buy dr drugs? Yeah, and, yeah. It, 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 every person is different. Like you make money differently than I make money. Right. Just because we have a house 
doesn't mean we would do the same thing if we didn't have a house, right? right. If you would make money differently than I would make money. And right. Some well, people, like I was a wallpaper hanger. Yeah. I mean, I am a wallpaper hanger, and I used to be a waitress, a right. singer, so, dancer, actress. I've done everything you can, even in maintenance business. Right. Yeah. Which I, I always think, you know, if I didn't have any money, I'd knock on their door and say, could I do something, wash your windows outside? I wouldn't want to ask them to let me in their house at first. I would like to get somebody's trust by, could I do something on the outside? Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that, my second book is about entrepreneurial skills for students because uh -huh. students who also can become homeless and there's a huge population of students that live in their car and wow. or on the streets. Yeah. I met a, a guy in Sacramento in 2010 that was living on the river and going to school because he had a scholarship to go to school, but not wow. a scholarship for housing. Wow, but I admire <laughs> them. But so, he survived. Yeah, but Phew. a lot of those people don't have those hustle skills, those ah. entrepreneurial skills. The, the self, um, they, don't, they don't have self-worth. Self and I think the thing that you have that has always carried you forward. I think the, the, the reason that you are the light that you are, that you have succeeded, <laughs> is you have uh, a love of life and you also have an appreciation for yourself and you, you, you have your, uh, an idea of what your own worth is. And yeah. you present that to people and you are a joy to be around. Yeah, so people gravitate towards you and, and that they give me a chance. You, and, that, and they let you succeed. So you were yeah. telling me when you were to doing get a waitress waitressing job? Oh, work yeah. and the way you would approach getting a new job. Can uh, you talk about that? Oh I thought it was really gosh. impressive. Yeah, I'd go to wherever. I'd always say, let me go to the best restaurants because you know, I wanted to start at the top and see if I could. I went to the Century Plaza Hotel and I said, you know, I'll never be late. I'm, I'm not ever sick. I will make money for the house and I'll turn tables and I'll make money. And I said, people like me because I like them and I'm always happy. And people, and I got hired every time, every time, because mm. I would tell them right away, I'm going to make money and you will too. Yeah. And I think that unfortunately when I grew up, I was just told to keep my head down and work hard. Oh. And you kept your head up and worked <laughs> hard, which is better right if you keep your head down and work hard you kind of possibly become susceptible to being taken for granted True. where if you keep your head up and you yes. say hey i have self-worth yes i <laughs> i can do good things for you and we can do good things together yes and you're constantly looking for opportunities for yourself yes that is an entrepreneurial spirit that i don't think we teach our students i know we don't teach our students i spent 11 years teaching at universities and it's all about that's right the major and the skills base but not about trying to survive outside of the university system once you graduate uh -huh. and in a capitalist society where right. it's all about return on investment and it's all about what what can you provide me and what good story and what happiness can you give to me because that's what that's what capitalism is is we're we're giving people happiness we're giving each other happiness you give people happiness 
whether you're dancing or whether you're on screen or on television or waiting tables right. or people love that you hang their wallpaper because you're such a joy to be around. You know, yeah. it's Rita's going to come hang wallpaper for me today. And That's, I inspire people Yeah, because they inspire me. It's a two-way street in, yeah. with me. Yeah. I learn every day something. Absolutely. I, I hung wallpaper yesterday for this lady uh, in North Hollywood, Crystal. And I got home and I called her up. She works in TV and everything. I said, Crystal, I'm doing a podcast and you inspired me. Would you be on my podcast? She said, oh, that would be fun. So we're having her come nice. in January. Nice, nice, so. nice. Yeah, and I've been constantly trying to figure out how to make homeless people more inspirational to the public because Good. the public doesn't see a return on their investment for helping the homeless. No. The public consistently gets frustrated. We're now dealing with a huge homeless problem nationwide, but especially in Los uh, Angeles. Yes. We gave all this money to uh, tax money to the city and for housing the homeless three years ago. And that money has been, sunk into process and no actual buildings. Really? So, and, oh. Yeah, now we're coming to more aggravation and frustration about we have more homeless people and what are we doing? So oh. I'm constantly trying to figure out how that homeless situation could be more entrepreneurial. So I, I did a TEDx talk about small business homeless where you talk Good. about return on investment and really working with your community to figure out who you're homeless people are in your community and then how you can help them and it's sometimes really hard but if you can think about how you can help them and how that can help your community or how they can help you or what the skills they have to give back right not only does it give you inspiration to continue on but it also inspires that homeless person to let them know that they aren't a piece of trash of they course. aren't a throwaway human being they have self-worth right i don't think that well i know that when you become homeless you have a lot of reminders of people that are telling you that you're not worth anything oh. and if, if someone tells you you're not worth something after a while you start to believe oh, you're you not sure worth do. something absolutely so if someone says you are worth something. Even looking at a homeless person in the eye has right. this this great effect because they realize that someone recognizes them as, as them as another human. Because yeah. we look at people in the eye right. unless they're homeless, and then we do this. Yeah, <laughs> we I don't want to. We don't want to look. But now, when you look someone in the eye, you're telling them you're worth my attention. Great. And that is self worth. That that they appreciate that they. They respond to that. And yeah. if we can do that more, if we can yes. we can approach our homeless situations more entrepreneurially, okay. then we have a chance. Right now, we've just been doing the same stuff since I've been in it since 2010. And I just see the same frustrations, the same approach, yeah. the same anger, the yeah. same stories. The yeah. same, you know, it's the same thing because we do the same thing and it never works. Well, guess what? Last night on the TV, here was this program of these young people helping the homeless. Good. They have some young people went to their parents and they said, I want to help the homeless. They said, okay, what do you want to do? And they got packages. They have plastic bags and they put toothbrushes and toothpaste and all these different things that people need right. and they would go out 
and they right. would get people to donate money and they these kids right. went around and helped the homeless and i said wow and tomorrow i'm going to do a show on the homeless so that really inspired me last night great yeah and i just i i think that that is a good deed and they will do that what usually happens is they do that once they do that twice maybe they do that three times and then they don't see any return on that because there's just still more homeless people and they're always yeah. going to need toothbrush uh -huh. and they're always going to need socks uh -huh. that's a, you know it how right. do we get them to get be self-sustainable well, or get them in a situation in. That, yeah, it's always <laughs> it's always this idea of uh, of how can you bring people out of it instead of just keeping them in exactly. this, this, this pit. Right. Yeah. How do we inspire them to and, get off their... And so that's, yeah. that's that what, that because I taught at universities for 11 years and I saw students say, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with my life? I'm in school because someone told me to be here. My sure. parents told me to be here. Sure. I don't know how I'm going to pay the student loan debt back. Uh -huh. I don't know how I'm going to get a job that'll be able to pay me to live and pay my student loans back. And we have a lot of people that are saying, well, just forgive student loans or, well, just make college free. And that's kind of like giving people socks, you know, it doesn't it. it doesn't help them help themselves. So I see. The, the thing is, in, and instead of telling your kid, look, you're not going to get a, a French literature degree because it's not going to work and, and being kind of a hard military about it uh -huh. and making them go to engineering school uh -huh. or just saying, yeah, good luck. I see. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's another approach. There's a third approach of saying, OK, yes, you want to get your French literature degree. How can that make money for you once you get out of university and and there is an answer and maybe it isn't French literature but maybe you can roll that into something that you do that will make money and you just have this realization that as you're going through you know a university system or any kind of education you have this realization of how it's going to benefit you what is the return on your investment you're investing in school right how, what is your return and it's really started developing those skills okay. so people can pull themselves out and uh, instead of waiting for people to give them socks and give I them toothbrushes it. and you know educational toothbrushes or educational socks or job socks job toothbrushes well glenn on thanksgiving this year i went to a family's home they have every year they invite mil hundreds of people i mean it's long long table i love these people and i got to sit next to this young girl madison when she graduated from high school, she joined the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And so I talked to her. I said, and she's out now. I, said, I sent her little letters from her parents. I said, I want Madison's address. I was proud of her because she's a girl. Do you know how hard it is for a girl to join the Air Force? I mean, I think that would be tough because <laughs> you have to go through this rigorous training and everything. I was so proud of her. And I said, Madison... Now that you're out, did you get student, are you able to go to school and can you get help from government for a home and stuff? Yes, she said. Yeah. Well, that's another way young people, if they right. don't know exactly what they want to do or be, if they can do it. And 
I couldn't have done it. Oh my, no way. Carrying guns and all that, but that's a different ball game. Everybody's different. But mm -hmm. she's gonna do fine because yeah. she has the government behind her. She doesn't have a student loan. She can go to college now. And yeah. she went to college or studied while she was in the service. But that's exciting to me that young people can still do that. Yeah, there there are no rules. I think that people get into this idea that there are rules, that you have to go to a certain college because that's what you do or that's what my parents told me to do or yeah, I have yeah. to go into the military yeah. because my father was in the military right. my grandfather was in the military yeah, yeah. or I have to go work in the coal mines because that's, that's what my family exactly. has done all the time and yeah. the coal mines need to stay because that's the only way we know to live and when you think of your life more entrepreneurially right. there are no rules it's it's how can you get a return on your investment? How can you find opportunities and look for those opportunities? And they may be military. They may, may be trade school. Trade they school. May be, That's what I like too, trade school. They may school. be a junior college. Okay. They may be a four-year university. If, you know, your strategy may be go, to go to Yale because you want to be able to 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 hobnob with the people that run this country Fine. and a lot of those people that run this country come out Absolutely. of the, the, the ivy league schools sure so if you want to play in that game sure maybe that's your game but you're looking at what you're doing with that education after you get out of that university and that's the right. point not i think students look at their that going to college as the end result, as the thing, the goal. I right? see. It's just going the to college is not the goal. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot more life to live after that. So yes. it's 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 a strategy. It's a tool. How are you going to use that tool? And okay. and that's what I'm trying to inspire students to do, because I don't want them to live in their cars and I don't want them to live on the street or in their parents' basement. Right. If their parents don't want them living in their basement. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of empower yourself. I, I always look for ways for people to empower themselves because I can't see anybody else caring more about you than you do. I agree. <laughs> That's what we gotta do. But they don't love themselves enough. We got no they don't have enough self worth. I have another question. Sure. I like the idea that w the government finds a way that we can invite the homeless or the people who don't have a job. We could get everybody making solar panels. Now, maybe that's crazy, but uh, if we could, uh, I don't know. See, I, I put solar on my roof. I call it my car, my new car, because I right. never had a new car. Maybe I've said that before, but it'll be paid for in two years. But I've saved money on my electricity bill. But I'm also, whatever I don't use, I give back to the city. But I feel for the younger people, I'm inspiring them. If I can put solar on, anybody can do it. I mean... It Yes, it's the answer's out there. If the economic structure, if the business plan works for you, mm -hmm. then do it. I think people get into this idea that 
they have to do something because someone else does it and it may not they don't put the effort in to make it work for them right just they do it because someone else is doing it right. and then they get caught okay well but i mean we gotta if if the government if we got these people who are on the street if they would commit to helping build solar panels or whatever they could have free housing or well, something. What about the people that went to school to learn how to build solar panels? Are you taking those jobs away from them? Oh, there, that's a good no, point. what are you doing? You're a good right? point. I Very mean, good. Just, Very there's good. always this thing. So oh, okay. there, there's also, there's this uh, new, not new idea, but um, popularized idea in some cities of giving homeless work. Yes. Cleaning up the city. And yeah. that is working in some places there are a lot of barriers that people put in front of homeless people working because once homeless people are homeless, they're kind of undocumented. I see. And we don't know who they are. Therefore, we have a fear of them. And instead of embracing what could be, we're pushing away in fear of what might happen. I see. Right. Yeah. But there are some jobs that are that are that are available for homeless and then they're working out all of the details like well if the person doesn't have an address how do we pay them do we send them a check what if they don't have a bank account do we give them cash uh-huh. and then there's all this judgment about well what if they use it for drugs and then I see mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there mm-hmm. the, there's but people are figuring it out the, the best part is I the, this is this is what kills me okay. we, we do this we do this stuff. Well, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Right. Until it actually hurts us. So, for example, mm-hmm. there was a news story mm-hmm. where a, a homeless man had diarrhea. Okay. And he he pooped in a bucket. Uh-huh. Okay. And then he went to empty that bucket. Uh-huh. And he accidentally emptied it on a passing by woman who was walking uh-huh, so uh-huh. now we that used to happen in medieval times remember I, the, yeah. the dark ages you yes. hear about the people that were in london they would throw their 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 bathroom goods out the windows and spray on people <laughs> we've known how to fix plumbing okay. for so long but because we throw all these problems in front of getting homeless people bathrooms homeless people don't have bathrooms and now we have sewage problems we have um health problems right where people have no place to go other than to go to the bathroom other than in the street in the public and now we're all in the mess Right, we're all getting poop thrown on us, and uh-huh. this is—we're—we're we're a first-world country. Why are we giving ourselves these problems? And it's—it's it's just because of this judgment that we have, and these yeah. barriers that we put. And so I'm trying to take those barriers away. I'm trying to focus on yeah. the, like, with again the entrepreneurial spirit. You want to focus on the good story. The one thing that I really like about you is you refuse to think negatively. You—you you talked last time on the podcast about how, yes, negative things happen, but you don't distract yourself with the negative things unless you need to deal with the negative things. Otherwise, you put your brain power to positive inspiration yeah. and, and opportunities, and you just work that way. 
and you're you you're in a better headspace. People want to be around positive people. Yeah. People don't want to be around negative people. So yeah. it's this kind of self fulfilling prophecy. If you live in, in a negative world, yeah. no one's around you, and negative things happen. And because right. we don't we 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 are social animals, we do better together. Yeah. Um. And you really inspired me because as I was you know keeping my head down and working hard and figuring out that that doesn't work out as an entrepreneur I was seeing you and listening to you and you're just constantly up and going and let's do this and what if we do this why not solar panels <laughs> why I remember you once said well why can't we just have homeless people live in the trees oh I, <laughs> I know I wanted not, to build tree houses go building tree I houses still want that people. but no uh, it, well and then your neighbors were like no not near my yard yeah, you know? want, and yeah. because we get into that judgment of who a homeless person is and yeah. then, and then it, I would hate to have the poop bucket problem coming from the trees right that would be that would be pretty bad <laughs> yes a pretty harrowing walk if, yeah. if yeah. One of the homeless in the tree houses had diarrhea that night and you were walking under. That would be bad. So let's not set us up to fail that way. Can, no, let's not make the bad stuff. They have they have tree houses that have bathrooms. So <laughs> I know. I love the way you think. Glenn, focus on the possibilities. These are magical possibilities, yes, Glenn. Yes, we yes. can do solar panels yes. and tree houses and, and what else can we do? Well, I have a friend. Oh, and plant yeah. Oh, bushes and trees, yeah. plant a tree, greenery. We for the oxygen in the yeah. in, you know. Yeah, I have a uh, in my TEDx talk. I talk about a friend of mine who's an architect, and she builds emergency housing, but that could be used for homeless housing. Well, I want out that of, out of cardboard. Oh, oh that and would be foldable okay. Foldable cardboard, and they look amazing she calls the, her company is cardboardigami yeah. and they look architecturally really amazing and and what's happening is she's bringing the cool back to helping the homeless Great. right Great. instead of an ugly building that oh yeah we're helping the homeless but that looks awful the their emergency shelters but they get to live in these architectural wow. neat things and that gives pride to people hey look at my emergency shelter. oh i'd Isn't like to neat? interview her someday yeah, yeah. <laughs> tina tina hofsman she's i think she's in los angeles still oh i'd she love maybe, to yeah. talk to her because that's inspirational to me yeah you know i love it and, and that's why i love hanging out with people that are constantly trying to figure out the solutions you know to, yeah. instead of just complaining and talking just about yeah being negative yeah let's find a way you know? yeah absolutely you know and businessmen if they see homeless people if they think there's a way that they could inspire them and give them a little job or something Maybe I'd like them to do more too, business yeah, people. Yeah, I have a whole. I, I sat down with a friend of mine that thought that told me I should write down a homeless manifesto for all of the, the all of the homeless programs. So I did, and it's up on my blog. Uh, but one of the things that well, we talked about. Tell the people about, the name of the blog. Uh, it's called. Oh man, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name. Oh of the well, blog. it's okay. Dunsweiler? It, uh, it'll come to me. It'll okay. come to me. Sorry. Never mind. It's okay. <laughs> it'll come to you. We're doing it. This is improv anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. I absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the idea is that business people should get credit for helping 
the homeless. They should get good incentives. They so let's say let everyone everyone is on Jeff Bezos now for not paying enough taxes. Right? Okay, yeah, I've heard what, that. I, let's not focus on the negative of we don't like that he doesn't pay taxes. I think Jeff Bezos might or Amazon might do well to have some of his public relations money go towards some some huge homeless programs and then he gets to say to the community look i saved you you should buy from me so we can keep doing this okay a right? two-way it's, street it's huh? incentive it's it's incentive. yeah it absolutely that's how things sustain they don't sustain if it's just one way if it's two-way right if he gets something for helping out and for example, plumbing is a huge problem. You you talk you hear about these these converted buses that go around and they offer showers for homeless people, but gray water is one of the huge problems to figure out how to work with portably, right? Uh -huh. we, we, so it's going to take some major effort to clean the streets, to give the opportunity uh -huh. for people to at least be clean if they're homeless, if they're on the street. At least if we can clean people up and get the typhus off the street and get get the disease off the street, then we'll all be better and we can all start from at least clean. But that Good. that one thing takes a lot of resources. So I think it would be a perfect opportunity for a company that only, only a, a large company that has the resources that can say, let's tackle this. Microsoft trying to figure out, you know, uh, Bill Gates is trying to figure out portable toilet systems for third world countries. Right. Portable toilet systems or 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 cleaning systems for skid row for homeless would be great as well. Great. Huge resources, huge uh, humanitarian effort, and then he gets credit for that. You know, he of hey you absolutely and then maybe you get into this little war of well well, Bill Gates did this and Jeff Bezos did this and maybe I should buy from this and this and, you know, and, and so they get into kind of a, 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 a little fun bidding war of who can help the most and then okay. they get incentives for doing that. And, and these multi-billionaires could join too. Yeah. So that's, th things like that. That that's, that's what inspires me and that's what I'm constantly trying to work on and I really, one of the things that I, my in my head, I always said, I'm tired of growing poor people in the United States. I want to stop growing poor people. And a friend of mine said, yes, but that's negative. What is the positive of that statement? I okay. said, I want to grow wealth in the United States. I want to grow wealthy people in the United States. Oh, okay. And that's... I like Th that. That, instead of stop growing poor people, it's growing wealth. It's One is negative one is positive okay and that's i think that's what you have innately in your head and that's what i'm desperately trying to get and and put into my brain so and I'm you've always been, thinking you positive been, since and, i've met you you have grown you have no idea i have seen you you know be not not too happy really i mean you were happy but you were always yeah, yeah, a gentleman yeah. always polite and nothing and always good english and everything but you have grown sure with all the things you've been doing the books you write and the people you contact and oh and you even you even do medical research for for companies do you want to even tell about medical research well i mean you go to this they want 
men they're this oh. one company. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that. No. Yeah. It's an interesting I have a, song. I have a huge stand up act that I need to get going because uh, I was part of a a study for a male contraceptive. Yeah. Which is uh, the the pill for men. They're yeah. developing it. Which a woman loves to hear because we've been having to do this all our lives. We've been responsible not to get pregnant. But they're trying to work that the men can be responsible too. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And it's been it's been a harrowing experience. Not harrowing, but it's very strange because <laughs> They need a sample, and <laughs> you can imagine what that sample is, and you can imagine where I have to do that sample, and it's in a clinician, uh, it's in a clinic, and yeah. with scientists, and you yeah. know, it, it, it's very in a very cold room, and yeah. it, it's very strange. And every two weeks I go, and, and it's bizarre. It yeah, is a bizarre but you, time. You are helping science. Well, I'm trying, and I'm also. I get paid for that. Good, good, right? good. Every little bit right. helps. Again, it's return on investment. There what you go. If, if I'm going to do this weird thing for you every two weeks, because I feel really weird, you, you better be paying me. Yeah. Right. But good. it's a it's a good cause. And it's, and yeah. you ride electric motorbike, not yeah. gas. Electric boys and girls, yeah. electric. So yeah. which is it is a great thing if you buy into it because it changes your life you can't just go to the gas station and fill up and keep going you have just, to figure and out you're not polluting yeah i'm not polluting and so i'm figuring out every time i go visit uh my family in sacramento i either rent a car or i get on bus the bus yeah great because out. i can't drive my motorcycle <laughs> no even not all the way to, miles to, you so have to have, take me you four have days. to have ref yeah. charge it so yeah. as long as you you can buy into that and, and yeah the the neighbors love me because i'm quiet yes no i had a, no, I had a harley davidson for the first 13 years that i rode a motorcycle oh, and my neighbors oh, hated me uh, i know it there's <laughs> nothing worse when you're sleeping at 5 30 in the morning and you hear the neighbor not you i'm talking yeah, yeah. we had neighbors oh there goes that <laughs> and that yeah. wakes you up, you yeah. know. So but I'm completely silent, and the neighborhood loves me for it. They sure do. <laughs> and and you, that's kind of how I live my life. How can I help people? And you do this as well. So I think that's why we have such a, a great chemistry together. Is yeah. You're always looking at how you can be of service to someone. And I had to learn how to not get taken for granted to keep my head up. But once, yeah. I think that's was was part of the sadness when you first met me, we yeah. was trying to figure out how do I, how do I still serve mankind, but not get run over? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I hadn't figured that out, and so now I'm starting to to pull that out and yes, and, and do that. You know, serve myself and serve mankind. Keep one of the things that I I said because entrepreneurially working with homelessness and trying to reframe the homeless debate. It's very difficult because people know what that is. And so I had this first book and, you know, it's, it was well reviewed, but it wasn't selling a lot because people don't buy products about homelessness. Yeah. And you're just thinking, well, I can't, I can't keep working on homelessness if it doesn't sustain me. I don't want to become homeless because I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to help the homeless. You know, no. this is not, this is not. And so dealing with that was also kind of a frustration, but I found that it, when, when I lived in the frustration, 
it didn't help and no one wanted to be around me. So don't live in that frustration. Yes, negative things happen. You're not selling the book, but it's well reviewed and people appreciate it. And it changes some people's lives and people that read it get really inspired. So, okay, let's focus on that. Okay, you know? good. And yeah, so and by the way, this next week, it's free for download on Amazon because it's more inspirational. Oh, really? Yeah. This one is? That, yeah. Oh, okay. Things I learned from the homeless. And, Yay. Yeah. And there you are in the in the back of your car. Where is that? No, no, I took that in front of a dumpster. Oh, because <laughs> oh, oh, oh. it, it it just yeah. visually is yeah. a reminder of homelessness. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, that's great. Well, before we end, I have to show you my. I went to a luau last this last August, and the centerpiece was a little goldfish. Now, I. There were eight people around the table, and for some reason, I got to take this little guy home. And my girlfriend, I said, what shall I name this guy? Oscar, because he's my golden Oscar. Well, I said to Glenn, Glenn was at, I took Glenn to the luau. I said, Glenn, how do, how do I keep this little guy alive? Oh, I'll go on the computer. And what did you do? You found out all I found this all this stuff. research that said if you keep that poor fish in that small bowl, it's going to pass away. Yeah. And I said, Rita, you, you need a you need a bigger tank. You need yeah. filtration. You need yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. But the magic of Rita, she's had this for four months yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And he's fine. He's great. I change the water every three days. I go to the 99 cent store, any store, and you get, filt you know, regular filtered water, pure water. And then I clean the bowl and all the little stones and everything, and I feed them three times a day. It cost me 99 cents so far for this. <laughs> uh, 99 cents for the water every right. whatever. But I mean, Oscar is my pet because my little doggy, oh, my little princey, my chihuahua, he died and he went to doggy heaven after 17 years. And I thought, oh, I'm working too much. I'm not home. I can't have a dog. You gotta walk him. You got. They don't. I don't want it to be alone. This little guy is so. He. My son said, Mom. He seems to know you, and he does. Boy, in the morning when I come out of my bedroom, and he lives in the kitchen, so other people can see him. But he's funny. Nice. And he just is happy as a lark. So anyway, I just wanted to introduce my pet to the world. This yeah. is Oscar. Yeah, and just like the rest of your life, you're you're fighting the rules and you're making it work for you. And yeah, Oscar lives. Yeah, <laughs> he gets new water tomorrow. Nice. Three days. <laughs> Very nice. So, well, do we do you want anything else you want to talk about? Uh, just a reminder that my new book, um, A Degree in Homelessness: Entrepreneurial Skills for Students. If you have a student that feels stuck, yeah. or if you feel that your student may need some help figuring out how they're going to wrap their lives into this capitalist world, uh, this book can help you out. So it's on Amazon, it's on Barnes and Noble, it's on Apple Books. Great. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm plugging my book. I'm plugging my new book, and again, things I've learned from the homeless will be free on Amazon for download oh, next week, Monday through Friday. Perfect. So I've got one book for free, and one book you should buy it to make an investment for your, your, your student you care about. Absolutely. 
and it'll inspire the parents and the students. That's yeah. the best deal. Absolutely. Because, you know, like you know, I didn't go to college. But you don't, everybody doesn't have to go to college. Not if you have guts like me. Right. I mean, I was a dancer, singer, actress, did all this, and then I've done it all. But I've been happy because I, I'm not really good at sitting down and reading, writing, and doing all that stuff. It's I'm a doer. I'm a worker bee. Right. I I've never had a painter paint my house. I have had to have people do the roofing, but I do everything. Yeah. If I don't do it, my son can help. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's I, the way to go through life. Absolutely. I mean, for me, and everybody has to find their niche, what's good for them, right? Yes. Absolutely. But I admire people who are professors, like you were a professor. I was a professor. I had a title. You had a title. That's yes. great. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't need a title because I'm happy and I make people happy. Yes. Right? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you everyone for joy coming to join us and Rita's world and hope to see you next time. Thank you. Bye. See world what we can do? We never stop learning. <laughs>